This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Okay, hi, uh, folks. Thanks again for uh, checking in today with uh, Pigskin Past. Uh, my name is Joe Zagorski. Uh, I've been inundated with a lot of people asking me about one specific play in NFL history that gets a lot of, um, I don't want to say arguments, but a lot of healthy discussions, uh, both uh, for it and against it. You know, it seems like a controversy really uh, sells in the NFL, and uh, this particular controversy that occurred on December 28, 1975, uh, has withstood the test of time. We're talking 45 years now since the original Hail Mary Pass. That was a divisional playoff game between the Dallas Cowboys, who went up to Minnesota, played the Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Cowboys were pretty much the uh, underdogs in this game, and uh, nobody really expected much from them. A lot of people felt they were lucky to be in the playoffs at all. Vikings had, uh, had done really well all throughout the year, but the Vikings had a pretty easy schedule in 75, at least compared to the Cowboys. So, on paper, it looked like the Vikings would win, but you really weren't sure. Well, as luck would have it, the Cowboys outplayed the Vikings all day long. And just about every single statistical category, the Cowboys dominated the Vikings. Nevertheless, the Vikings took the lead late in the fourth quarter, with under two minutes to go, 14-10. to And, of course, they kicked off to the Cowboys, and the Cowboys couldn't get past their own 15-yard line. So they had 85 yards to go with under two minutes to go in order to uh, try and salvage their season. Uh, they managed to do it, uh, but it involved a lot of controversy. Now, we've known over the years that the NFL's controversial plays typically start out as passing plays, uh, throwing the ball. Generally, for the most part, that's been the, the, um, the truth over the years. And the original Hail Mary Pass was not an exception. Cowboys managed to get the ball all the way to their to the midfield stripe, 50-yard line. And they also, they needed a 4th and 16 completion to Drew Pearson uh, in order to have that occur. But in order for the original Hail Mary Pass to occur, several other things needed to occur. For one, it started with just 32 seconds left on the clock. That's how much time was left. You know, Cowboys had 50 yards to go. They, a field goal wasn't going to help them. They needed a touchdown. Uh, all throughout that drive, Drew Pearson, the Dallas wide receiver, uh, had been asked by quarterback Roger Stallback, hey, can you uh, get deep on these guys? Can you get deep on them? And Drew Pearson kept saying, no, no, no. And finally he said, Roger said, Drew, I need you to get deep. And he goes, okay, let's try it. So they tried it. 32 seconds left. Roger Stallback drops back to pass. Now, the shotgun offense uh, was not originated. It didn't get invented by Tom Landry, the Dallas head coach. But he resurrected it from years before. And 1975 was the very first year that the shotgun was put back into place in the NFL. Uh, Since it you know, was invented many years prior to that, I believe by the 49ers, if memory serves. But anyway, 75 was the first year in a long time that the shotgun was being used. So at the snap of the ball, a Dallas halfback, 
Robert Young, I believe that was his name, Charles Young, pardon me, Charles Young, breaks out of his stance and comes back into the passing pocket to help block the Minnesota uh, defenders, the, the pass rush. Uh, Rayfield Wright, the Dallas offensive tackle, drives out all pro defensive end of the Vikings. Carl Eller drives him out of the way of Stallback's sight line and out of the reach of Stallback. Stallback decides to pump fake the ball, trying to draw Minnesota safety Carl, Paul Krause away from his intended target, Drew Pearson, who was just running a deep fly pattern down the f- near sideline. Leaving Pearson in uh, one-on-one, man-on-man coverage, uh, Nate Wright, the Vikings cornerback. You really couldn't ask for too much more than that for Stallback's case, in fact, but he still tried to ask for something more. As soon as he let go of the ball, he decided to utter a famous uh, Catholic prayer, the Hail Mary. Famous, in, you know, now in history, 45 years later. So Stallback throws the ball as far as he can. Unfortunately, it's not far enough. Pearson has to slow down for the ball, as does Nate Wright, the Vikings cornerback. Now, Nate Wright has maintained inside position. If you're a basketball fan, you know what I'm talking about. On uh, Drew Pearson the entire game, or well, the entire play, pardon me. He has, in, you know, maintained inside position. So if the ball is on the outside, well, that's okay for Pearson, but it wasn't. It was closer to the inside of the field. So Pearson's got to do something. This is where the controversy occurs. Now, Pearson's slowing up for the ball. The ball. Nate Wright is too because his eyes are transfixed on the ball. He's not really thinking too much about Pearson at this point. He just wants to knock the ball down or catch it. The ball's descending at this time. And unfortunately for the Vikings, Paul Krause is still too far away to help Nate Wright out. As the ball's coming down, Drew Pearson is trying to get his hands behind Nate Wright's, the back of Nate Wright's jersey to where the ball is going to be coming down. You can see, as you, if you look at the films from NFL Films and you uh, pretty much slow it down to a frame-by-frame frame, uh, investigation, you'll be able to see that Drew Pearson is trying to move his hands back across the back of Nate Wright's jersey. He does not extend his hands or push against Nate Wright's jersey. In fact, if you really slow it down, you can see him bring his hands over behind the back of Nate Wright. Now, they did collide, but that was more an, an accident than anything else. Incidental contact is what we call it today. Nate Wright was looking for the ball and trying to get to the ball. Both guys knew they had to slow down because the ball wasn't further enough down the field. They both had this kind of stop almost. At this time, Nate Wright loses his balance because they both collide. Only slightly, but still a collision. Drew Pearson's hands are not on Nate Wright's back. They might have, you know, grazed the back of his jersey, but he wasn't pushing off by any means. In fact, if you slow the film down enough, I know I've said that too many times, but if you look at some of the still photos, you see that Drew, Drew Pearson's hands and arms finally come over the, to the left side of Nate Wright and finally get extended. You know, after Nate Wright is 24 inches past him already at this point. So there is no bump intentionally by Drew Pearson, certainly not. But here's where the miracle occurs on this play. 
uh, besides praying, you know, to the Virgin Mother, uh, Roger Stahlbeck, with the Hail Mary pass, if, if Nate Wright's left leg was not where it was on the play, would have been an incomplete pass. Pure and simple. What am I saying by that? The ball strikes Nate Wright's left leg above his ankle, but below his knee. Well, you're thinking, okay, so it strikes his leg and then ricochets really quick, like lightning, right into Drew Pearson's right hip and lodges in between his right hip and his right forearm. Drew Pearson doesn't catch this ball with his hands at all. In fact, after he reaches the end zone, he still doesn't have his hands on the ball. It's lodged in between his right foot, the inside of his right forearm and his right hip. Now you're thinking, well, it would have happened on his left hip. No, it wouldn't happen that way because the ball just bounced right off of Nate Wright's left leg as fast as can be right into the space, the small space between Drew Pearson's right arm and his right hip. Now Pearson's adroit enough to realize, hey, I'm still two yards away from the end zone. Nate Wright's not a problem anymore because he just hit the ground. But I still got to get into the end zone and here comes Paul Krause. Fortunately, Pearson was smart enough and athletic enough to squeeze the ball between his right arm and his right hip and hold on to it that way, get into the end zone right before Paul Krause can make a tackle. Finally, Pearson's in the end zone, transfers the ball to his hands, and throws it against the scoreboard where nobody knows where it's been since. Can you imagine the money that people could get on that thing? The original Hail Mary pass, the ball? Of course, there'd be no way of, you know, really being able to say, this was the ball. But could you imagine if Pearson would have held on to that ball? It'd be worth at least a grand, I'd say. Maybe more. In the event, a lot of different people have been complaining for the past 45 years, Vikings fans mostly, that Drew Pearson pushed off on Nate Wright. But if you slow that film down as slow as you can slow it, look at different angles, you just don't notice that he just couldn't have pushed off. I mean, have brushed against the back of his jersey, but that didn't cause Nate Wright to fall down. And he sure didn't extend his hand or his arms. Dallas wins 17-14. Now, you know, on a nice note for the Vikings fans, this, this game did not signal the death knell of the Vikings franchise. Far from it. In fact, they came back the next year and won the NFC Championship game and went to Super Bowl XI. But it did signal the beginning of a new birth of uh, excitement for Dallas fans. Remember the year before, they they'd failed to make the playoffs for the first time in eight years. Nobody expected much from them in 75. Here they were now, going into the NFC Championship game, which they would win against the Los Angeles Rams. They wouldn't need a miracle to do it. It plastered the Rams 37-7. The Cowboys went to Super Bowl X. So, this has been Pigskin Past with Joe Zagorski about the original Hail Mary Pass occurred in 1975 in the NFC Divisional Playoffs. Dallas Cowboys 17, Minnesota Vikings 14. Thanks for listening. See you next time on the Pigskin Past. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.